time with my family last week. Please remember them in prayer. They are traveling back to North Carolina. Man, we had a glorious week together. It was really fun. Just thank you all for everything, your prayers, just that time off. And thank Brother Gary last week preaching on a great message, you know. Man, I hope uh, your net is full, right? I hope your net is full. And so I just appreciate that so much. So with that, we have a few morning here. We have a special guest announcement. Celebrate a rejuvenation, right? If you have a hurt or a habit or a hang-up of 
problem, uh, sexual addiction problem, uh, anger, little things, right? I, I feel blessed being an addict and alcoholic because it smacked me right in the face, right? But I've met a lot of people that have hurt habits and hangups that don't think they're just that, that bad. And what I learned in Celebrate Recovery and what we can all learn in Celebrate Recovery is um, there's 12 steps and there's 12 principles that can rejuvenate your life. So real quickly, my hurt habit or hang up, drugs and alcohol, once, once God relieved that from me, I just found the next one, right? Right, I just found the next one, right? My, my your, your sin of choice is whatever makes you feel better and hides the pain. Celebrate recovery, we learn to tear that down lovingly with other people that are walking this walk together. And so that's what Celebrate Recovery does. And if you, if you don't think you have a hurt habit or hang up, then I'm sure you could probably come and help someone that does. Right, so um, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow evening and
Like 
great truth our nation has seemed to have forgotten. Well, I can prove to you what's forgotten. The Declaration of Independence, our nation's charter, listen, it is a legal document. It's a legal document that is made, that has made us a nation like all other nations. It doesn't tell us how we are going to run our country. That is what our Constitution does. But the Constitution of the United States is written to support that charter. The charter, the independence, listen, the, our, our Declaration of created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, which is God, with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So when the courts are deciding what the Constitution means, they should, they must remember our charter, the Declaration of the United States, or the Declaration of Independence. They must. The Declaration says that we are a nation under God's laws, under God's laws. Not above them, not to abolish them, but we are a nation that we're supposed to be under God's laws. Therefore, all other laws of our country should be consistent with the law of God. You hear me? The law of God. Or they violate our national charter. That's why you never hear it mentioned. Because they don't want, they know if they have to mention the Declaration of Independence, they got to understand that God has Framers use the word of God 
riches of our God. And most people, our kids are definitely not taught that. You know that. They're not taught that. And out of Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22, listen, it says, For the Lord is our judge, our judge. He is our judge. He's our judge here. He's going to be our judge. We're going to stand in the presence of the Lord. I would highlight this passage of Scripture so when people tell you we're not a Christian nation, you say our founding fathers, listen, established the Judeo-Christian principles in our nation back when it first started 244 years ago. And so he says there in verse 22, he says in 33, 22, for the Lord is our judge. There's your judicial branch. And for the Lord is our lawgiver. That is our legislative branch, right? And he says, and the Lord is our king, right? <laughs> Amen, sister. That's right. Exactly right. Our executive branch. They're all three right there. And what does it say after that? What does it say after that? He will what? He will save us. Listen, folks. Don't forget. Don't listen to the lies of what we're listening to. Check out the history for yourself. Listen, go out to uh, go out to uh, a library of Congress, loc.gov. Look at look at listen when they bash our former presidents. Go in and look at their letters. Go read their handwritten letters under the Library of Congress. Go to loc.gov and see when you start reading letters from Washington and Jefferson and Adams, and you start reading them. Listen, when you read their personal letters, listen, it doesn't take long for you to figure out how much they trusted him doesn't take long. But our revisionists will try to dare to argue against that. Thomas Jefferson, oh, he was a big deist. Benjamin Franklin was a deist, which means that they believed in God, but they didn't believe that God entered into the affairs of mankind. Yet, I could personally walk through Thomas Jefferson's house and look up on his walls in his first living room there, and I see a big portrait of Jesus Christ after he was taking off the cross and laying in think, well, why would a deist have that? Why? But yet they will promote and propagate that he was a deist. But yet he's got he's got pictures of John the Baptist's head on a platform. <laughs> so why would he have that? So there's things that we need to we need to be in so much prayer for. And so and, and, and so as we talk about independence foundation is one nation under God's divine rule 
Therefore, we are to follow his unchanging laws. They never change. This is why our Constitution needs to never change. You'll hear liberals talk about it being a living document that it needs to change because people are changing. No, it does not. That'd be like saying the Word of God needs to be changed, needs to be updated. The Word of God is true through and through. God never changes changes us. And that's what we need more than anything. God never designed us or his universe for man to live independent of him. Never. And we're going to see this this morning. Listen, when a nation loses its moral compass, it has walked away from God's divine order for what's best for its nation and its nation's people. I want us to not forget this. We currently as a nation are experiencing what happens God is ultimately ignored by its people. It's called rebellion against God, where people abandon God. There's no need for God in their lives. When God's law is no longer valid or followed by his divinely created people. And we need to think about this very seriously today. If you open up your Bibles to Genesis chapter 11, we're going to read verses 1 through 9. And as I go through, I want you just to listen. Let God speak into your heart this morning. Father, touch our hearts this morning as we read your unchanging word. Lord, touch our hearts this morning. Lord, set a fire of our hearts, God, that we would see. Lord, that we can be a confused people, not just in the world, but even in the church. We can be confused, and we don't need to be confused, God, for you have foreordained a mission for us. You've given us a purpose and a plan given all these things. We're to follow you. We're to get underneath you. We're to be subordinate to you. We're to listen to you. We are to exchange our life for your life. That's, God, what you've ordained for us to do. And help us this morning as a church body to do just that. Father, I thank you for how you're going to speak this morning. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. So Genesis chapter 11, look at verses 1, all right? So this is after Noah and the flood, right? Noah and the flood and everything. And then you got uh, Shem, uh, Ham, and Japheth, right? And they're forming these different tribals of people uh, from those three sons of Noah. And then uh, we pick up here in chapter 11 where it talks about these people are moving east. And they go east and they settle in the land of Babylon that we know it as Babylon. It's called a different name and we're going to read here. Look at verse 1. It says, at one time... So the whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. As people migrated from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. See, to understand this migration, we have to go back to the very beginning in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, where God dealt with Adam in Genesis 1:28. Let me read to you what Genesis 1:28 says. It says this, God blessed them. God said to them, to him and his wife Eve, to be fruitful, multiply, and to do what? Fill the earth. Keep that in mind. In other words, he's telling them, be fruitful, multiply, and scatter all over the whole earth. Right? Keep that in mind. And then he said, not only scatter, but he said, do what? God created us in his image, right? 
did he create us in his image? So that we would bear his image, right? We would bear his image where? All over the world. This is why he wanted us to scatter all over the world. That we would be an image bearer of our creator to the world.
Shinar is what we consider Babylon or modern day Iraq. If you didn't know that. Babylon throughout the Bible is always depicted what? As a wicked, uh, wicked with people in rebellion to God. King Nebuchadnezzar, right? All the way to the book of Revelation. You look at the, the, the described the Babylon is used as the harlot of a woman. Even today when Saddam Hussein was alive, he was trying to revive Babylon, the city. As this desert storm veteran, listen, that's one of the things we, uh, you know, I kind of cued in on that he, he tried to rebuild Babylon. God had destroyed. Through confusion, as I'm going to say. He tried to build it. He tried to revive it, but it didn't happen. We see here that they don't want to scatter, but they want to what? They want to gather. They want to be what they want to be, apart from what God really wants for them. They were insisting on their independence away from God. God said, this way. And they said, no, this way. We're going to see this. God said, this way. They said, no, this way. Like Adam and Eve in the garden, don't eat that. And they said, no, we want Whenever you choose your way, Build our own names. 
How many of you got that T-shirt? I mean, I do. I got to put both hands up. There's a time in my life it was all about me, myself, and I. I want what I want. I'm going to make what I want. I'm going to do what I want until my want is wanting more. You know? It never ends. Right? Y'all been there, right? We've all been there. I'm telling you.
power, one that works for us. It's called a ziggurat. You ever heard that term, ziggurat? It was a tower that was like, like the square, and it was like step. It would be have a wide base on it, and it would go around. It would, it would like a stair step, and it would come up all the way to the sky. You go to Dubai today.
scattered them. Are they doing what he called them to do? He scattered them. That's exactly what he told them to do. Got to confuse their speech. They couldn't understand one another. Guess what? So what did the Lord do initially? He told them to sell one of them to scatter. So the whole earth by image. He said, they said, we don't like it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to gather. This is my thing, my way, what I want. I don't like what you want, God. I'm going to gather. And God brought confusion, and the confusion made them scatter. You see, God will do it with you, or God will do it without you. He will. He'll do it. You'll either do it God's way, or you will still do it God's way in your confusion. Isn't that crazy?
way. We need to get underneath God, doing what He commanded us to do in the beginning. In the beginning. To fill the earth with His image throughout all of us. People need to see God in you. Everywhere we go. We're not, we're just not bearing His image. Listen, we are just not bearing His image. Listen, we are confused. We're not bearing His image. If you're not bearing His image, you're confused. We must bear His image. That's what He intended. One more thing I want you to do. Verse 8. So from there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. Which means they were building Trade Centers. That's the World Trade 
judge us. He's going to judge you and he's going to judge me. The world in righteousness, which the word righteous means in right standing. There's only one person in right standing and that's holy God. And when you get saved, you put on the robe of righteousness. That's God's righteousness because you have no righteousness. God gives you his righteousness. And when you stand before him and he sees you and you see him, he looks at the righteousness that he has placed on you through his son. Let's go. 
know. 